0: I know you want to be a great leader. In fact, the success of your entire organization depends on it. But what if I told you that four of the most critical skills that you need as a leader are rarely even talked about? But you are about to discover them today. So let's dive in. Hey, I'm Harrison Wilder and welcome to Success Sundays with Harrison. Today, we're gonna be talking about four executive leadership skills that you may not have heard of, but these four things are absolutely critical to your success as a manager or an entrepreneur or anyone who's leading a team. Now, I wanna let you know that I discovered these things through uh, my own experience and mistakes that I made, uh, you know, and things I've learned from others. So I'm sure I'll be sharing some embarrassing stories along the way. But before we get into all of that, could you let me know in the comments where you're listening from uh, and, and what you do? Uh, like, do you have a business? Are you an entrepreneur? Are you an executive in a company? Like, what's, what's the role that you play? I'd love to just get to know you a little bit more. Well, here's the first skill. Uh, and at first listen, it might sound to you like something you've heard before, but I want you to pay close attention because, uh, the take I'm going to take on it is a little bit different and you may not be thinking about it this way. That first skill is a passionate vision. You repeat that after me. A passionate vision. Now, Uh, I know you've you've probably heard about vision and the importance of vision inside of your organization and how critical that is. Um, But this idea of a passionate vision comes from understanding that the vision that you need to be pursuing actually needs to come from within you. Uh, I used to be a part of an organization and, you know, every year we'd, we'd kind of come around and we'd tackle the company vision for the year and, uh, you know, kind of the process looked like this. We'd go out and look at what other companies in our industry were doing uh, or, you know, what other people said, you know, or what they what their goals were. And then we'd try to articulate a vision for the year, uh, kind of based off of the data that we were collecting from other people or, you know, maybe maybe uh, just some improvements among where you've, we've been. Uh, but what I've noticed is that is that, that never worked. Like we'd set the vision every year and it was just kind of like, Ugh, you know, and uh, one of the things I figured out is that in order for a vision to really be compelling, like something that people can rally behind and get excited about, and even something that can keep you motivated, um, that that vision has got to come from the inside of you. It doesn't work to just adapt somebody else's vision, right? And that's why I choose the word passion like a passionate vision because uh, recently i was reading how the word passion uh, before it was ever used in like uh, you know a romantic sense or describing something that we love or something that we're passionate about uh, the word passion actually comes from the original passion, like the passion of the cross, the passion that Jesus had when he laid down his life on the cross. And and that's kind of how I I want you to think about a vision uh, for your life, a vision for your company, a vision for your department. Like what is the vision that you're willing to let all other visions die to? Right? What What is the thing that that's so deep inside of you that you want to see for your team, that you want to see for your organization, that you want to see for your own life that is worth just letting everything else pass away? Right? And I'm not I'm not asking you to like to work this thing up because that doesn't work either. I've seen people you try to try to force themselves to get excited about a vision, Um, or sometimes they force themselves to get unexcited about the vision that they actually have on the inside of them, uh, and the re- you know it's it's like you know we we feel bad like we're not supposed to just like pursue the dreams that we have inside of us or desires like maybe they're they're evil maybe they're going to get us off course but what I found out is that if you're honest about what's going on inside and you uh, and you set your vision and s- for your organization for your team for yourself based on those things. That that is going to be something that that is going to hold you through the year. It's going to hold you through the decades. Something that you're going to be able to push towards because it actually came from within you. I'm a firm believer, uh, you know, that God actually puts desires inside of your heart, like things for you to do. And as long, you know, actually our responsibility is just to kind of keep our heart right towards God. And the Bible says, if we do that, that he will give us the desires that will lead us, um, towards the plan and purpose that he has for our life, uh, towards, towards what he wants for us. Um, contrary to that, by the way, um, scripture also makes it clear that God can put desires inside of people's hearts that will lead them of course, if they've chosen that they don't want God's plan and God's will for their life, so uh, either way you you go with it. Like if, if you're somebody and your heart is right towards God, um, you can expect the desires that are inside of you to actually lead you toward His purpose. And as you listen to them, you can set a clear vision. So you may be asking yourself, well, yeah, but Harrison, I'm a I'm a mid level manager. You know, I'm a I'm a vice president. I'm I'm just a leader of a team. Um, like you know, am I supposed to listen to like my internal vision? Well. Yeah. Like, uh, why don't you begin to ask yourself, like, what do you really uh, want your team to be like? What, what is the job that you want to come to? What, what is the desire in your heart about how this position uh, is going to uh, affect you and your life? And what do you want it to be like? What do you want to be like to interact with your team? What kind, of, what kind of place do you want to provide for your employees to work? And what kind of um, results do you want to produce for, for your company? And so I think it's okay. Ask inside, you know, like really, really fine for that. And if you can't find anything on the inside that connects to where you're working, well, maybe it's time to find a new place to work. I don't know. But uh, but I'm telling you that um, if you're looking to the outside for vision, it's not going to work. And some of you, you've been out there, you've been trying to like create vision statements. You've been trying to do things and it's just not been working. Um, look inside first. Find out what's really going in there and develop a passionate vision. So that's number one. Uh, Number two is this. Oh, by the way, uh, sometimes these things change. Um, our desires can actually change. I, I, sometimes our desires are meant to like move us in a certain direction. And sometimes those things change inside of us. So I encourage you to to regularly check back in with, uh, with those desires, with those dreams, with those things that are inside of you. Um, do a little update. I don't know if it's something you want to do every year, every quarter. But just do a check-in with yourself and be like, hey, where are we going now? What are we trying to do now? And don't be afraid to adjust those desires. That's the first one, a passionate desire, a passionate vision and number 2 is this painstaking clarity painstaking clarity now i use the word painstaking uh, not because this is, has to be a painful process but because uh but because it is a process and it does take uh, work and it does take like, uh, you know, really paying attention and writing things down in detail. Uh, what and, uh, and I'm not talking about a plan here. I'm not talking about like a how to achieve your vision. I'm talking about painstaking clarity on what the vision is is. I see so many people just like me. I used to make this mistake so much, like, and I still am tempted to do this. As soon as I have a, a glimpse of a vision, as soon as I like get in tune with a little bit of a desire inside of me, I immediately start working on the strategic plan. Right, I start writing down, first we got to do this, then we got to do that, then we got to do this, You know, and putting it all together. What I'm encouraging you to do is what uh, Habakkuk says, is to write down the vision and make it plain that men can run with it. What I'm asking you to do is to reach inside of the well inside of you and draw up like a very clear vision, detailed vision. Don't put the cart before the horse and start immediately charging towards a vision before you really even have a good sense of what it is. Um, what this looks like for me is, you know, I'll, I like, to, I'll pull out a notebook and I'll be like, okay, this is, this is the kind of desire that I'm looking at. And I'll fill out pages, like write out pages and pages of just trying to articulate what, not how. Say that, what, not how, right? Writing down the what, uh, so if I'm looking at like uh, a vision of myself for five years from now, like what is what, what what kind of house did I wake up in? Like what was the what was my bedroom like? What did it feel like when my feet hit the floor in the morning? You know, like what what were the activities that I was going about during the day? What are what is the relationship like with my children, with my wife? Uh, what was I doing? Like uh, what did that whole day look like? This is the type of painstaking clarity that I'm asking you to form around your vision for your team, for yourself, for your organization. Like write it down really clear so that it's just so like crystal clear to you with painstaking clarity what it is that you're trying to accomplish. The what, not the how. Uh, so I want you to, you know, this is a skill that you need to develop. It, like, so you should just spend time just developing your ability to see and articulate a clear vision for the future, uh, because you're going to need that for yourself, and you're also going to need it for your team, and you're going to need it to know, like, wait a minute, we're not moving in the right direction here. That's that's the thing that is. is the more clear it is inside of you, uh, the more you're going to be able to tell if you're moving towards the goal. Um, but beyond that, there's something else cool about this. Sometimes, many times, you're going to find that the clearer that you get on what it is, that like what that desire is, what that vision is, uh, it's actually, you're going to become more aware of the opportunities that are already around you to move towards that vision the clearer that picture is on the inside of you and the clearer, you know, from writing it down and writing it out, the clearer that it becomes, you're actually going to be like, wait a minute, this is a path that we need to go in or this, this is the opportunity that's already in front of me that's going to move me towards that vision. Uh, so the painstaking clarity is going to pay off for you not just in later when you're formulating a strategic plan but even when you're just able to recognize the opportunities that are going to move you in that direction as they come up, both for you and for your team. Um, so painstaking clarity is point number two. Uh, All right, here's the third thing. Effective communication. Now here we're talking about your team. You've got a vision. You've been developing it with painstaking clarity. Well, one of the skills that's going to improve your capacity as a leader, perhaps more than anything else, is learning how to effectively communicate. This is why Warren Buffett said that you could actually increase your personal value Warren Buffett said this by 50% just by investing in the development of your speaking skills and communication skills. As As an executive leader, this is critical for your success, developing effective communication, developing your ability to speak in front of other people. I was listening to a preacher uh, just not too long ago, and uh, he was preaching out of Ephesians 5, and he made this interesting point because inside of Ephesians chapter 5, uh, one of the verses says that, that we should be filled with the Holy Spirit, and then it says speaking to one another in songs and spiritual songs and psalms, and it kind of has a list of like of like of things that we can speak out. But I think... The the preacher was emphasizing the fact that be filled with the Holy Spirit, uh, that verb there, be filled, is actually a passive verb verb. So it's something that that the Holy Spirit like does to us. God fills us with his Holy Spirit. It's not something that we can like actively be like, you know, do, we can do something and work it up and get ourselves filled. Uh, it's a passive thing. So it's more like be willing, be available, uh, be present with the Holy Spirit so that he can fill you with his Spirit, right? Uh, but then it says to speak it out. And the speaking out part is an active verb. In the original Greek, so we're looking at like passively being filled with the Holy Spirit, but then our part, the part we get to play, the active part we get to play is to speak out those things um, that come on the inside. And so when I think about this and and the stuff we've talked about today it's like, you know, the desires, the vision, these are things that we allow the Spirit to fill us with rather passively, like he's the active force putting those things inside of us, but our role is speaking it out, right? Learning how to communicate it to other people, learning how to write it down in a clear way that that people can run with it. Um, That's our job is to speak. Our job is to uh, communicate effectively. And uh, so when God puts that vision inside of us and he puts those desires in us, we need to learn how to communicate communicate that well. Uh, So that's the third thing is effective communication. Uh, the fourth thing I want to talk to you about today, the fourth skill that you need as an executive leader, uh, I call this relentless personal development. Relentless personal development. Uh, when I was in college, I was I had a lot of a lot of vision, right? A lot of dreams, a lot of desires, uh, big things that that I've always. Uh, from an early age, uh, anticipated and expected to do with my life, and I remember coming to a point in college where I was I was working full time, I was going to school full time, I had three jobs at the church, and uh, I was starting to feel a bit overwhelmed and feeling like, man, I'm not even like doing all these things very well uh, because I'm just I felt spread so thin, and so I started to have a, a prayer conversation with God about this, saying, God. I think I need to cut back on the things that I'm doing. I'm just, I'm overwhelmed. I'm tired. You know, I need to do less. And I was expecting, knowing God who he is, as a compassionate, merciful God. I was expecting a bit of empathy from the Lord, you know, kind of be like, yes, let's sit down. Let's let's look at this together. Let's decide the areas that we need to focus on and the things that we need to drop. And I was really surprised when the voice that kind of came back to me inside of my spirit said, "Uh, is this it? Like is, is this all we're gonna do? Is this the? Is this as far as you're gonna go? Right here, like I, you know, I probably had like less than a hundred people that I was you know, impacting at that time, uh, through like personally, uh, you know, not, not not a very large following, you know, not very. Big impact at that moment, and I felt like the Lord was saying, "Like, is this is this as far as we're going to go?" Like, I thought, I thought you had big dreams inside of you. I thought that I, I thought I'd given you a purpose to impact a lot of people, and you're telling me that we need to c- cut back now. Like, this, this is what we're going to do, and and what became clear to me uh, through this little challenge, this little nudge uh, from from the Holy Spirit inside of me was that, hey, um, it's not about it's not about doing less. It's about figuring out how to do better, how to like manage my time better, how to manage people better. How do I delegate? How do I empower other people? Like how do I how do I actually grow my influence um, while while not being uh, overwhelmed myself. Uh, and it came down to like skill set. These are things that I needed to develop in. That I hadn't grown in these areas yet at this point. And so personal development became really important. And I learned from that is that, is that you don't want to run away from opportunities to grow. Uh, when opportunity presents itself for you to be able to become bigger and to grow, um, embrace it. You know, t- take that opportunity. I remember years later, uh, you know, my first time that I had to let someone go that was working for me, and I can't tell you how bad I wanted to pass off that responsibility to somebody else. I was looking around like, who else? Who else could do this, right? Who else could uh, communicate this? You know, who could do this? Uh, but but the, but the buck fell to me, and uh, I decided, you know, before I went, in, uh, you know what, I am going to learn how to do this well. Right? I'm going to learn how to do this gracefully. I'm going to learn how to do this in a way that is loving and empowering. Uh, and uh, and I'm not going to run away from the opportunity uh, to stretch myself and grow. Um, I'm just going to make that commitment to relentless personal development uh, and so I encourage you as well you know you're out there uh, you're you're growing you have so much impact you have so many dreams and desires on the inside of you um, don't let the enemy talk you into like running away from the opportunities to actually grow because uh, if you're like me you haven't even you haven't hit the mark yet you haven't like had the influence that you're supposed to have yet you haven't reached all the people that you're supposed to reach yet you haven't done all the things you're supposed to do yet um, so let's let's be committed to kind of take a posture of like yes keep growing me keep encouraging me, keep challenging me, I'm going to be all here for it, right? So who's in for relentless personal development? Well, look, uh, we don't like to end the episode without uh, giving you a very clear, like what we call the success challenge of the week. And so today's success challenge of the week is to just write down your personal vision for one area of your life with painstaking clarity, Right. Avoid the hows Avoid like you know. Your mind's gonna be like, "How are we gonna do this? What are the steps?" No, no, no. Just focus on the what. Describing what that vision looks like, uh, and make it really clear what that personal vision is. I mean, fill up fill up some pages writing about it. Take the time to do that this week, uh, and it's gonna change your life. I guarantee. I mean, I just I just redid this exercise earlier this year, and uh, it was incredible to me how uh, the, the clarity helped me so much and helped me see some opportunities that were right in front of me that I was missing. Uh, but hey, if you have any questions for me that I might be able to help you with on a future episode, just post them down in the comments. We love to hear from you uh, and we love to create content that's super helpful for you. So put it down in the comments and my team's gonna tee up those ideas for future efforts, uh, like for future episodes that we're gonna have. But until then, have a great week and we'll see you in the next episode.